When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, Raindrops. Yes, so I finally got merch. That's right. You can buy your allegedly, in my voice, mugs, T-shirts, raindrops, hoodies, and T-shirts all on carloskingshop.com. That's right. Get your hoodies, your T-shirts, and your mugs all on carloskingshop.com. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Once a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrops. On today's episode of Reality with the King, we are going to dive into two very big stories. Number one, we're going to get into the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, episode three. And baby, just when I thought I was housewives out, the Raindrops put me on assignment, gave me some homework, had me watch it, and child, I am hooked. Secondly, we're going to talk about how NBC Universal released a statement to their production company partners and Deadline picked it up in regards to strengthening the workplace conduct guidelines for their reality shows. Bethany Franco responds. Nini responded to Bethany. Is Bethany taking the credit for this? Is Nini being dismissed again? We're going to talk about it. But first, let's get into Salt Lake City. Look here, child. Remember a few podcast episodes ago, darlings? I mentioned how I was housewives out. You know, I'm into Miami. I think it's spectacular. This season of The Real Housewives of Orange County is spectacular as well. I loved it. Tamara Judge came back saved the show from sinking like the Titanic and resurrected that thing. And then Atlanta was a snooze. And then I did not watch Jersey. So I said to myself, well, child, what's the point of watching Salt Lake City if Jen Shaw, prisoner of the law, is not going to be on it? Because I felt like Jen Shaw was the face of Salt Lake City. But let me tell you, honey, The Raindrops said to me, Carlos, you must watch Salt Lake City. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. 
<sighs> so as if I needed another show to add to my DVR, honey, I decided to watch Salt Lake City. And baby, I was not disappointed. Let's just get into this most recent episode. I believe it's episode three. Mary Cosby is back. And she's delivering as always. But there is this new chick named Monica who is perfection. Monica is beautiful. She's funny. She is self-deprecating. She laughs at herself. She's very whimsical. In addition to, she's really invested in the conversations. Monica, to me, is the future of Salt Lake City. Because one thing that show had that I felt was missing was this sort of like young freshness, you know, no holds bar, I said what I said type of energy. And Monica is it. Monica is so great to watch. And the fact that she is able to call things out like she sees it is the reason why I'm very much into this particular season of Salt Lake City. Now, granted, I was obsessed with season two of Salt Lake City. To me, that's their best season. It was tens across the board. That's when Lisa alleged that Meredith was sleeping with everybody in New York City. Yes, that one. Okay. She pretty much was calling her Donald Trump because what she's saying is Meredith was using <laughs> her JJ all across New York City, Manhattan, the meat packing district, pun intended, and every place else. It was that season, child. So... Let's get into this most recent episode. First of all, Mary is still on Whitney's tail. And it is just fun to watch. It's, it's hilarious to watch Mary dangle the shade across everyone's direction. When she was walking by the pool, honey. And then Angie, which by the way, I'm also loving Angie. Angie's like, yeah, girl, come over here, girl, let's talk. And Mary eating her corn on the cob, honey. She's like, no, don't talk to me like that. So I know you guys are like, what is she referring to? Like, talk to her like what? I think because Angie said girl in a very black girl way, I think Mary thought Angie was shifting her tone. Look, I think that's a reach. And I like Mary. I don't think Angie was doing that. But that's the reason why Mary responded in that manner is because she felt like she was giving black girl tone as she was talking to Mary. So that was that. Again, I think it's a reach, my opinion. But it was funny nonetheless. So anyway, so they go to this hotel, the Trixie Motel, the infamous drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race, Meredith, who I believe starred in The Nun, Rosemary's Baby, Misery, every horror movie you could think of, Scream. She was giving me Courtney Cox vibes. Meredith and Courtney Cox look like sisters. So Meredith was possessed. <laughs> Even she says she was possessed. Meredith was so possessed by the devil within her when she was sitting at the dinner table across from Angie K. And the way 
Meredith was telling Angie to leave in this very maniacal horror movie way that I believe Jordan Peele, Wes Craven, and Ryan Murphy all directed, and it was the scene of a lifetime. Miss Thing was giving America Horror Story. Move away, Kim Kardashian and Emma Roberts. There's a new actress in town, and bitch, her name is Meredith Marks. Meredith Marks, with her yellow dress child, was furious at Angie. And the stuff that Meredith was, was saying was so interesting to me, because it's like, what are you talking about, about, you know, things I know and um, lives can be ruined? I'm like, Meredith, what the fuck are you doing? I know you don't like to engage, but you're engaging now, but you're not making any sense to me. But she was clearly so upset. So it made me think, like, does Angie have something on Meredith? There's been these accusations, like I said earlier, where Lisa Barlow intimated that Meredith is using her body to get what she wants. She's telling the producer off camera, pretty much Meredith sleeps around. And Angie wasn't even saying those things to Meredith, but the way Meredith eyeballs came out of her socket, giving you Chucky doll vibes, it was very interesting to me that Meredith looked afraid of what Angie may say. Now I'm wondering, Meredith, what's T says? First of all, I like me some Meredith Marks. I think she's so pretty. She's so gorgeous. She looks like a porcelain doll when she's not being possessed by, you know, the devil. Definitely Rosemary's baby. But something is going on in Meredith's past or has gone on in her past that makes me think these girls know something about Meredith that she does not want to come out. And what could that be? Do y'all think she's cheating on the husband? And then she tells Lisa Barlow, we can talk about the husbands. Let me, she doesn't want me to talk about her husband. What is going on in Salt Lake City? That's the reason why I call it the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Girls. These are some city girls living their... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nelly Furtado promiscuous life, allegedly. That's what it's giving. And it's giving that something is bubbling over that's going to spill like a volcano. It's going to erupt. And Meredith got some skeletons in her closet. No, not the voodoo doll she has of Angie K. Something else is going on. There are some skeletons in Meredith's closet. And I am curious what that could be. Child, we are just getting started. Stay tuned. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into the show. Something's happening with Lisa, too, because they're also intimating that there's something going on with Lisa and her husband. And now there could be something going on with Angie. And I'm like Monica. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? Is giving Scary Island without Kelly Ben Simone? Yes, in New York City. It, that's what it's giving. It's giving very much that 
These girls know something about each other and they are waiting until the moment arrives to spill the tea. And baby, my cup is runneth over. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is so fucking good. I am hooked. It's better than Atlanta current season. And I'm only three episodes in, bitch. It's better than Atlanta. It's better than Jersey's past season, although the reunion was great. Salt Lake City is bringing it. And I'm going to credit Monica, Angie K, and Mary coming back. It's good. I implore all of you to watch Salt Lake City. I may even recap it weekly. That's how good it is so far. And just to think, I almost wrote this show off. The way Jen Shaw allegedly was writing checks off to other people. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. But what do y'all think? Do y'all think Meredith is cheating on her husband? Like, I'm really intrigued with that. And then Heather, and y'all know I don't really see it that much for Heather, the bad Mormon. Yeah, I don't really see it too much for her, but she was so funny at the table. Super funny. With the, with the baseball cap and everything, she was good. I'm telling y'all, every housewife on that show has stepped it up. And kudos to the producers and the production for making this season enjoyable. We're only three episodes in, and I'm telling you guys, I'm hooked. It's good. I literally have no complaints. Up next, let's get into NBC Universal releasing a statement, or should I say an email to all of its production partners in regards to workplace conduct guidelines for their reality shows. So let's go back a little bit. As you all know, Bethany Frankel and her bone decided to hire a bunch of high-powered attorneys to do what she has called a reality reckoning, which is, again, these are her words, not mine. And I'm paraphrasing at that. Bethany wants to unionize reality stars the way actors are in unions. And she wants to do it based upon the fact that she feels reality stars deserves more of what they're getting right now. Whether it's treatment, monetary means, all of those things. As you all know too, she interviewed the artist formerly known as Raquel, her name is Rachel, from Vanderpump Rules. As we all know now, Rachel is not coming back to this upcoming season of Vanderpump Rules. Bethany has leaked... I'm sorry, I mean, Beth... <laughs> Allegedly. TMZ and all these other outlets have picked up tons of emails that were sent to Bravo from these high-powered attorneys about what was going on in terms of what they uncovered. I won't get too much into that. Y'all can look at it yourselves, but Bethany and her team of attorneys have been sending Bravo legal team all of these letters. So long story short, Bravo decided to send an email to their production company partners. So what that means, guys, is every single show on Bravo is produced by a production company. So all of your favorite housewife shows are produced by several production companies individually. So when a network buys a show, a green lights a show... They're buying it from the production company. And it's the production company's job to produce the show based on the network mandate in which they want the show to be. Okay? Got it? Cool. 
So Francis Berwick, who is the chairman in NBC Universal Entertainment, sent a note out to external production companies to inform them of the charges. I'm sorry, changes. Child, not fruity and slip. Okay. She wanted to inform them of the changes and miraculously deadline obtain a copy of the note. So, in Bethany's complaint that we were able to see courtesy of things being leaked, I mean, things we saw, I'm sorry, allegedly, there were tons of reports of alcohol usage on these shows, etc., etc. The first point of the note highlighted alcohol. And what was said was this. Building on our current protocols, we will require that you deliver and expanded alcohol-related training to the cast, crew, and production team, which must include details on how production will monitor alcohol, including when consumption limits may be appropriate and when and how to intervene to maintain cast and crew safety. The reason why this point is interesting is because on Below Deck Under, they were faced with an alcohol-related issue with some of its stars. Two crew members were fired due to their non-consensual sexual advances to co-workers. Two people were kicked off the yacht for misconduct after producers had to step in following a scary moment that saw one of them climb naked into the bed of another cast member who was too intoxicated to consent and producers could be heard telling him to exit. So that happened recently, which is why the note about alcohol consumption was a point that had to be made, which is a very interesting point because as we all know right now, well, this incident that I'm about to bring up happened off camera but Shanna Bador from the Real Housewives of Orange County had a DUI and she allegedly crashed in someone's home. And allegedly, her dog Archie was in the car. Now, one of the things that we know about the Orange County show is Gina also had a DUI that we were able to see follow on the show where she did not go to jail for a long time. And I believe she's doing community service and all those things. Kudos to Gina for working with the law to make sure that she was able to be a mom and and learn from her mistakes and move on. When it comes to Shannon Bedore, there has been tons of conversations from the cast about her alcohol usage. A lot of them have said that Shannon does drink and that Shannon does have a drinking problem, allegedly. That's what they've been saying for a while. The thing about Shannon is the Newport Beach Police Department's Animal Control Unit, they're investigating this incident because they want to know whether or not the dog Archie, if he was in the car, what does that mean for Shannon? Not only having to deal with this in a court of law for driving under the influence, but also how animal control is investigating her in regards to her dog. This is a very sad situation. 
I am praying for you, Shannon Bedore. I I wish you nothing but the best in terms of your recovery. Now, before I move on and finish up this NBC, Bethany, and NeNe thing, we got to talk about the tea that Tamara Judge dropped on two teas in a pod. Ooh, I hate to interrupt, but stay tuned for more. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then, Access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. If I needed something like earning, it's what I use and this is why. Because child, your boy is busy. I got several jobs, as y'all know, and I like my money, honey. So any opportunity to where I'm able to get paid at a moment's notice, honey, sign me up. Make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in reality under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Reality under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, daily max and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into the show. Tamara said that the day after Shannon had the DUI incident, they spoke over the phone and that Shannon never told her. And the way that Tamara found out is the way we found out through the blogs. Just last week, I did an episode about how reality TV friendships are not real and it's an alliance. And y'all read me for filth, Garcelle and Sutton's friendship. Like I said, I'm not saying it's they don't like each other. I made a comment that it's a friendship of convenience and that they have an alliance. Y'all read me for filth, but this is the gag of the gag gag gags. Tamara and Shannon and Vicky called themselves the Tres Amigas. When Tamara was fired from OC, Shannon stopped calling Tamara. That's a clear sign that the friendship, at least on Shannon's part, was not genuine. Period. Point blank. Then Tamara comes back to the show and all of a sudden, at least on camera, they appear to be best friends. If my best friend got a DUI and I'm speaking to this person the day after it happened, and he or she doesn't tell me, we're not real friends. Because at the end of the day, it's not like, okay, I'm private. I don't want you to know right now. 
you are a celebrity. So you knew it was going to come on the blogs and you chose not to tell Tamara the friendship is fake like the blonde and Gina's hair. Just saying. And I love you, Gina. So that goes to show you what I said was right. Reality TV friendships are alliances, not real friendships. But I digress. So moving on, NBC Universal addressed the alcohol usage in terms of what's happening on the shows. And they also started to talk about the confidentiality clauses because Bethany made a big to-do about that as well. One of Frankel's biggest beefs is what she called an unrealistic NDAs. NBC Universal and Bravo has made clear that its confidentiality clauses are not intended to prevent disclosure by cast and crew of unlawful acts in the workplace and says that it has not enforced them in that manner. Francis Berwick added, we expect that production companies will ensure that all talent and crew agreements have confidentiality language that carves out reporting of unlawful conduct. Last but not least, one more point, they also spoke about violence and what that means. Now, it's a very interesting time that this come out too because here's some tea for y'all. Allegedly, Jennifer Aiden and Danielle from the Real Housewives of New Jersey a few days ago, as they're filming the upcoming season, allegedly an altercation happened between Jennifer Aiden and Danielle. They're alleging that both of them are put on ice until this incident is investigated. Yes, honey. Yes. So this statement by Bravo comes at a very interesting time. So allegedly, on Thursday, September 21st, the women were filming scenes for the show. Teresa threw a party. And Jennifer and Danielle had an argument that allegedly turned physical. Jennifer Aiden allegedly pushed Danielle, who threw a beverage in a plastic cup at Jennifer. And the two of them have been suspended from filming this current season pending an investigation. This is a reality reckoning. Because a fight on New Jersey (laughs) is low-key what we expect, child. It is what it is. No fight on New Jersey is like no scandals on Beverly Hills. That's what the girls in Jersey do, honey. So this is very shocking because typically when a fight happens on these shows, you talk about it, you move on. Danielle Staub pulling Margaret's ponytail. The show must go on. That's how it used to be. But the fact that Jennifer Aiden and Danielle Cabral got into a physical altercation and now they're both suspended, allegedly, from filming until this matter is investigated. That's a reckoning. But of course, Bethany Frankel decided to respond to NBC's email that was sent to its production company partners. And Bethany had this to say. It's not easy to burn bridges and speak up about what should be obvious to many. That's my Bethany voice. There are very few times in my career and life when I, I, I've been certain that I'm on the right path, albeit a challenging one, but worth the fight for a cause. 
So, you know, Bethany likes to talk child. So she went on and on and on. But long story short, she, of course, made it about herself. Because that's what Bethany does. And I love Bethany, but it is what it is. She said to the ignorant who have said that people signed up for mistreatment, shame on them. To my former colleagues, housewives, who said that it doesn't apply to them because they know how to handle themselves when others with less power cannot. I can explain it to you, but I can't understand it for you. She then thanks Frances Berwick. So Bethany thanked all these people as if she won an Emmy or an Oscar or a Nobel Peace Prize. And she said, you are a strong example to women, to executives and to other networks and streamers who have already begun to fall in line and make changes. Bethany concluded with this. The change is happening. The reality reckoning is here. P.S. This conversation is far from over. We are just getting started. And she tagged SAG-AFTRA, Bravo, and Deadline. So Bethany started to do this reality reckoning thing for a few months now. And a lot of people have noticed that, hmm, is Bravo releasing this statement because of what Bethany is doing? Like, did Bethany truly become this martyr against Bravo to where she's able to make changes? Then a lot of people started to talk about NeNe Leaks and all the things that NeNe Leaks alleged a few years ago where people felt like NeNe's experience fell on deaf ears. And a lot of people are bringing race into this. NeNe Leaks being a Black woman, arguably the number one housewife in the world. Bethany Frankel, arguably the number three housewife in the world. Costa Rica's number two. So NeNe Leaks, a Black woman addressed her concerns publicly, various shows and tweets. For years, nothing happened. Bethany Frankel hired two high-powered attorneys, sent emails, and within a matter of months, a statement comes out from the network. And Bethany is a white woman. So what Nene talked about for years, people call Nene delusional, angry, Girl is your ego. And listen, these are things that people have said. So for years, Nene talked about her experience. And according to Nene, this is what she said on this very podcast. She said when she speaks up, she can no longer work. Nene felt that she was blackballed for speaking about her experience. And Nene has said for years, she did not work. Bethany Frankel talks about it for a few months and an email is sent about changes being done about how they operate. So much so that Bethany released her own statement, thanked them for doing the right thing. This is what Bethany said. And pretty much said at the end, this shit still ain't over with, so don't get too comfortable. So Bethany has more things going on, more irons in the fire that we have yet to see. And Nene is just now getting back to getting booked for jobs. This is what Nene said, not me. So a lot of people are saying, once again, it took a white woman to cry foul and she's heard and changes are made. And when a black woman speaks, nothing is done. Do you guys think that's a coincidence 
Or do you think race is an issue here? I'm curious to hear from you, Raindrops, what you guys think. Nene did respond to Bethany's post and said, a win is a win. Which, child, you know Nene, you know what that really meant. (laughs) Allegedly. Nene's like, yeah, mm, this is how the cookie crumbles, child. So, I want to hear from you all in terms of what you think. Is race involved in this? Or is it a matter of circumstance or just a coincidence? Obviously, Bethany has a lot of money. Bethany knows a lot. Bethany rubs elbows with people that may have said things in passing that she allegedly could use against them. And because Bethany is a very powerful woman, yes, and a white woman at that, is she able to take the charge and really make changes that she sees fit. And Nene has to work back from the bottom to make it to the top where she once was. Is it fair or is it a coincidence? I want to hear from you. So tweet me hashtagging reality with the king and let me know. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and yes, baby, my YouTube channel where you can get all of my visuals, baby, my expressions. Yes, and don't forget, tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag realitywiththeking. Reality with the King is a production of Kingdom Reign Entertainment. It is produced by Sierra Spragley Ricks and executive produced by me, Carlos King. King the Rain Entertainment, baby!